Hey guys, it's Kat. So, welcome to Seminar, episode 12. It's like the one year anniversary. It's so cool. In fact, it's so cool that I'm sitting here eating cinnamon bun ice cream in celebration of this episode while I do this commentary. Um, Jeffrey was actually supposed to be with me because it would have been cool seeing how it was... It's a year. I've been doing it a year now. Freaking awesome. But, um, unfortunately, he had issues and, and mucho, mucho things to do. So, you're here in spirit, Jeffrey, okay? Your dorkiness is going to be with me all, night, all day now. We're good. But, um, anyway. So, let's see. Where do I start? So, this is the, this is the last episode of season one. Um, the students give their presentations. And and I make my debut as a actor for seminar, which is kind of weird because it's my show, and I wasn't ever planning on being in one of the shorts, but I just had to scream. It was fun. But anyway, um, I really like the fact that I got to have all of the students talk a little bit, almost like to kind of remind you guys who's a student this season, because they're gonna come back. But um. We're talking about, let's see, A Perfect Circle is first. And I gotta say, I love my cast. Had some new people I had never really heard before. Um, had some people play, like, two characters, like Marley, who plays the the, the mom, and this, the little boy. She does a fantastic job. And I put on a, a southern accent that just reminds me way too much of the people I live around here. Uh, like, the thing that's the creepiest about this entire thing for me is the fact that she's a Bible thumper. That's honestly the creepiest thing for me. And I played a Bible temper, and that's weird. But, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep hearing my voice, and I'm just like, no, it's not me. It can't be me. But, um, I really liked this piece. Like, this script was so creepy. I read this one, and I read the one after it, and was just like, oh, my God. They're, they're, they're made of awesome. Um, they're made of fucking awesome. They really are. And, um... I especially like Perfect Circle, because it's like the perfect ghost story. And it's this awesome little ghost story encapsulated in like ten minutes. It's such a great idea. And I was I was floored when I read it, just because I, I was not expecting the ending that we got. Of course, I also wasn't expecting Tom Backus to play my deputy at the end, either. That's always fun. But, um, let's see. Oh, okay. So here they are coming inside. And, um... I love Marlene Orton as Sylvia, because she plays that, you know, like, you could just hear her, like, like I almost imagined her, like, in a rocking chair, with, with a glass of freshly squeezed lemonade, and, you know, watching, watching the birds go by or something, like, I relied a lot on stereotypes for this piece, because stereotypes, um, make it more identifiable for people, like, you can, like, when you think of a stereotype, all the negative connotations normally come, and but sort of the positive ones. So using stereotypes, it's easier to just kind of induce emotion. So I used a lot of stereotypes in sound effect music, like you know, like used a lot of rickety doors, lots of creaking, lots of groaning in the house to make it creepy. Because when you think of stereotypical creepy house, you think of dark, spooky, creaky floorboards of doom and lots of dust. So. I kind of tried to put that in there as soon as I could. Um, 
You know, like even to the point where you know it was the, it was the very stereotypical happy raisin sunshine beginning where the birds are chirping and it's happy and nice outside. Then you go inside and it's like da 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 da. Like I was I was waiting to put in really stereotypically bad like creepy music. Like I wanted to just copy parts of Eddie Izzard skits that he's talked about um, creepy houses and just used it, but I, I couldn't because that's copyright. But that's alright. But <laughs> so yeah, so there's Sylvia, the mom, or the nice sweet lady with the ice with the iced tea, which I think is so cute. Oh, and then we have Marley who comes right back and plays William, this little boy, and I love it because it's like she's using an Ash Ketchum voice. <laughs> like I seriously think of the idea of Ash Ketchum having a yo-yo now and trying to hang himself with it. Should be fun. I had the best audition ever, though. Then, unfortunately, I could not use for William. But all I have to say is, Tom, Bacchus, I love you, but please don't ever audition for a little boy again. It's quite creepy, and I don't mean that in a realistic sense. I mean that, like, in a really weird, you know, Uncle Ernie kind of sense, okay? Do you get where I'm going with that? So just, do I ever audition for a little kid again? Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure where I got this random voice from. This is such a weird voice for me. But, oh, 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 we're getting to the dad. Oh, I love the dad. Sorry. Um, Craig, I want to say it was Craig Cooksey. No, maybe not. I don't remember. I don't have my castles in front of me because I'm lame. But the person who was playing the father, who I suddenly cannot think of his name, and that bothers me. He's really good, though. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I'm gonna listen to the voice. He startled me. Standing there in the corner, in the dark. I mean, I'm listening, and it's hard to. I need to make myself shut up so I can hear the guy. Like, it almost sounds like... Oh, I don't remember. But anyway, point being, guy who plays the dad, fantastic job, you rock tacos. Because your voice is just enough of a hint of, like, like the, the, the British dialect that was needed. But you don't sound like Welsh. Which would have been too much, because you're not really Welsh. You just traveled through Britain and picked up a bit of an accent, like people like me do. I love this scene, though. Because it's when things start to turn creepy after the kid with the, you know, the yo-yo. But, I mean, it's when things really get creepy. And, and you know, we have the, the evil sounds of doom that come out of my mouth soon. By the way, I really hope you listen to it first before you listen to me talk. I, mean, I feel the urge to say that. Because I've heard from a lot of people that my commentaries are funny. I'm starting to worry. <laughs> like, I'm starting to worry that maybe people are just downloading the commentaries and not downloading the episode, which would be a bad idea. So make sure you do both. Oh, well, there's me screaming. Sorry. Um, but listen to, to the episode first. Because then you can hear the, the full creepiness of this of this piece. And once again, I have to th thank David McDonald for giving me friggin' a maid of awesome music. I swear to God, it's like he just sits all day. Oh, jeez, I scream loud. I just scared the crap out of myself. 
this episode way too many times to scare the crap out of myself. Damn it, Jeffrey, this is why you were supposed to be here with me. I'm sitting here eating Penning Jerry's and getting scared. It's like a chick flick, but worse. Seriously, I just scared myself. That's lame. I am so lame. Oh, there I go screaming again. Because I didn't scare myself. I was prepared that time. Still, oh my god, though. I had to do so much screaming for this damn roll, and I was like, I'm going to scare my neighbors. They're going to hate me. But that's why, you know, that was the other problem, was I had all these great auditions for episode 12. No one auditioned for Leah. Not one. So if any of you don't like my screaming, it's because none of you auditioned. I had great auditions for all the other roles, but I didn't want to cast anybody without knowing that you could scream. Like, that makes sense. Oh, by the way, that's totally my actual cell phone ringtone. Like, I just, like, I just sat there and, like, picked it up and I rang it um, in front of my microphone. And it wound up becoming the ringtone for the piece. So, my ringtone, my voice. Yes, I'm a sociopath. You just all don't know it yet. I'm, I don't know. That was lame. I should let that go. Um, what was I? Oh, God. It was like, it's like Valley Girl Cassie plus Southern. And that scares me. I scare myself with this piece. I love the music. The music that's oh, I think this is um. Does I think this is the one that's called "Does It Hurt When I Do This"? Yes, David actually has a piece called "Does It Hurt When I Do This," and it's like my favorite piece out of everything he has. I'm pretty sure this is it. It might be this, or it might that might be this might be another one. But either way, like the music I used for this is so cool because like it's. David has this knack of making, like, really dark music that kind of is upbeat at the same time, so it, it really conveys, like, the scared without conveying, like, like, like the la-la-la-la-la-la-la that you don't want when you have, like, techno. So. Oh, there's my phone again! <laughs> I have more than one ringtone, isn't it cool? I apologize for the scream. Like such a weird scream. Uh, and then we have this is the first time I've had Mark Zarakor in anything, and he plays the sheriff, and he was like the perfect gruff, like Mr. You know, I look out for everybody and the brother kind of sheriff, and I do love him for that. He does a great job there. Damn it, Cecil. I just love that. There's just there's a lot of great stuff in this episode that I just Oh, I love episode twelve. Oh, we do you get to the end with the instructor, like my favorite part of the whole freaking episode, but I'm getting ahead of myself, so Leah Burns! I thank you, Tom. I love you for being, like, comic relief when you weren't even intentionally supposed to be that, because, like they always say with scary stuff, there's always going to be a moment where you can laugh, because by that point, all the tension goes away, and you go, <sighs> It's a nice little catharsis after that. So, thank you, Tom, for being everyone's catharsis. I think that sounds nice. I kind of want to end the commentary there, because it's like a nice ending note. Me, you know, just like, you know, sitting there at the Academy Awards, going, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, and Tom, thank you for being my catharsis. And you can just end there. But I can't, because I have a whole other piece to talk about, so I can't end the commentary there. Damn it! <laughs> anyway, back to the instructor, I mean the proctor. This is, this is like the last time you ever hear like a stoic instructor slash proctor, because it's a bit different.
I'm listening. Because I'm so curious. I can't... I never... Okay, I write these scripts for the instructor stuff, like... After I get the scripts for the, the like, I, this is like I always write the I try to write it like before the scripts go out with the cast, but sometimes I don't. So I wind up forgetting a lot of what I've written, even though I really like it. So yeah, and the fact that every time I give Tom Stitzer a Stitzer a line, he's always much happier than I thought he would be. I'm not sure why. I'm really not sure why. Oh, this one's fun, though. I like Foreclosure. Um, this is another one of those... I had some awesome people in it who just kind of, like... Like, it, it's a smallish cast, and the two girls that I have hadn't really done anything for me before. Um, but the two guys I had were James Rossi and Michael McCaskill, who, like, do everything. They're, like, in every show at least once. But... You two play off remarkably well. Like, considering... The character of Maddie was a uh, sudden recast, and I gave it to Michael um, because I needed to. And I was just kind of like, this needs to get fixed, and I don't have time because... Oh, it's a mess. But anyway, um, I wasn't sure how well it was going to work, and it works so well, especially when you guys sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star as a marijuana song. And, oh yes, to anyone who's curious, if you haven't gotten it yet... Yes, this episode contains mentions of drug use. It's felt the urge to, to say that if you are, you know, knee-high to a grasshopper, or, you know, you're 12, and you, or you're, you've got no knees or something, um, don't listen to the episode if it's going to offend you. But I think it's fine. It's it's done in a very um, realistic sense. Um, kids do stupid crap. <laughs> And they get their comeuppance, too, which is what's even better, because, you know, they really shouldn't be breaking into empty, empty houses that are foreclosed. Which I think is a really interesting concept to start out something like this, was the idea of the house, of, of the kid having connections because his dad's a real estate agent, being like, I got skills and connections, bitches. <laughs> Look, I got an abandoned house. That one's mine. You want the one next door? I'll see if Dad wants to get that one, too. We'll kick people out, and you can have that house. I mean, like, it was just... Because you could tell that kid's got the, um, got the, the attitude of, I'm, I know how to get into people's houses, so I'm just that cool. And, like, like there's a whole line where he's sitting there talking about the skylight later on. I'm like, you know, that's geek right there. That's, that's geek information. Most kids that age don't... They wouldn't care about a skylight, but... And, yeah, I love the fact that they totally think that, well, Sam totally thinks he's hallucinating when, when the angel, well, not angel, but, um, the other girl, <sighs> Lily, Lily's her name, yes, when Lily shows up and it's just like, ooh, I'm a ghost, I'm a ghost, and I love how Sam's just like, dude, hot hallucination, cool, stick around, because, I don't know, this this whole piece has got, like, humor and creepiness, but I see more more humor in this one, actually, because it's, like, it's not really as creepy to me, maybe because I already know the ending, but it, for me it's creepy because you feel like these two guys are just dumb as a box of rocks. And I hate to say that, because James and Mike, I'm not saying that you guys are as dumb as a box of rocks, I'm just saying you play people who are dumb as a box of rocks, and you do it very well. And considering neither of you are stoners, you know, hey, way to pretend. That was a great job. 
Like, I got so many messages from both of you going, oh, I'm not sure how this sounds, because I don't, you know, do this, so maybe it'll sound bad or something. And it's like, you guys sounded fine. I don't know what you're worried about. It's perfectly fine. Like they say, marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug, so I think you did fine. Um, where are we? Oh, I love this scene! Because he's just, like, going, like, okay, so I gotta love Maddie, because Michael plays him in such a way that that, that he just, like, you can tell he's the kind of guy who, like, used to put puppies in mailboxes kind of thing. Not good, you know? And he's just like, oh, he's just like, you're tripping. And you're like, screw you, you are. And then, I mean, he's got this the attitude of, you know, he's got that, that close to being psychotic kind of edge to him. And I love the the whole rattle some fucking chains line, because he just does it so well. But I just, I think the whole piece came together really well. Um, and I love the story she's been them. Because she just goes and goes and goes, and is like, let me tell you this long and incredibly detailed and accurate story about how I supposedly died. And Sam eats it up. Like, like, every last second of it. It's fantastic. <laughs> like, she gives, like, alliteration for it, too. And, like, and, like allusions to it, and metaphors and similes and all other such literary terms. Because she's just, like, my mouth filled with blood. See? And it grows blah. Well, she didn't do that, but I think she should have. I think it would have been pretty funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the last episode of Seminar for the year. I'm excited. Well... Not for the year, but for the season. So I'm excited. Like, we completed a whole year. I feel the urge to get confetti. And, you know, other stuff. And, 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 my class at 2 got canceled today. So I feel even better now. Because now I'm, like, excited about this. Because I don't have to run and go to class or anything. So. But this is just a lot of fun. Grecian goddess. I l There's some really great writing. In, in episodes of seminar, and I think I think foreclosure and perfect circle have some of the best best lines. Um, and I don't say that, you know, just because some of it sounds pretty. I actually say that because I really do like the way that the lines sound. Um, I don't know how many people really notice, but it's there's a rhythm to how people speak. You have to hear it. You have to be able to recognize it. And that winds up coming through and pacing a lot, which is why it's really cool when you get two actors whose chemistry is so on top, because they're on the same wavelength, that, that they their pacing's dead on to each other. Um, I mean, everybody, I think every writer at some point or another has has issues trying to make sure that the pacing is right, but I think with with dialogue for this particular episode... And I would also say that Detective Mac has got some of the best pacing out there. Um, this 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 had some great dialogue, and it was really easy to hear the the rhythm between the two the, between the different characters in both pieces, and it, it came off really well. Um, it totally makes me actually want to like sit down and write a seminar short now. I'm gonna have to do that, but. I really like the, the writing for for these two, and like I said, I like I like Detective Mac as well. Um, it's been some there's been some amazing scripts all season, and I can't say that there's one I you know don't like, 
they, I like them all. It's just a matter of how much do I like working on them and for what reasons do I like working on them. And I think for per, I th- definitely think that Perfect Circle was my favorite this this um this episode, just because I got to scream. Like I am gonna be honest, it's a totally selfish level. I got to scream. <laughs> Had I not been playing Leah, it probably would have been not the actress who played Leah got to scream and I got to mix that, so that would be why. But um, screaming is fun. But uh, there's some really good good stuff in here. Oh, by the way, I love the fact that I managed to actually find a good, you know, train noise. Because, like, it's, it's coming up where they have this, you know, in this piece where they're sitting there and they're talking and suddenly they hear a train go by. There it is. And they're like, wait, train? What? Huh? And I found that and I was so proud of finding that train noise because... I like trains. They're cool. But, you know. I mean, like, I'm not a train junkie or anything, but I'm not one of those people who order train watches on TV. I find that very strange. But I, I liked the fact that I found the right sound effects. Like, it sounded the per- like the perfect train for a creepy, dark and stormy night kind of thing. Oh, God, I just thought of Lola Cats. Anyway. Seriously, I can cheeseburger. Anyway, um, hmm. What was I saying? I was saying something. Oh, I remember what I was saying. I was talking about this. But, um, yeah, so I found that train noise. It was very cool. And, oh, by the way, I love the fact that she tells them that the vacuum is what she needs. Like, I understand why all this happens, but it's some of the most, like, like unlikely stuff that you would ever need. It'd be like, oh, I want the vacuum. That's what I want. Like, like that's my reasoning for, for coming back in this house is I want the vacuum. <laughs> it's great. It, there's the skylight line I was talking about. And I love the fact that James plays it off just like he's this kid who knows exactly what he's talking about. Because his dad tells him way too much about the real estate business. Because he's just like, yeah, it doesn't open, it's permanent, we're not going to get out, we're screwed, we're all going to die. And there's the train again. Yeah. Yeah, they finally started to realize, oh, hey... Random train. That's weird. I like that line. I really like that reference to what kind of town it is, because my college town currently feels that way. It's a bleak through post stamp of a town. She, girl who plays Lily has got, like, the perfect, like, you know, ominous voice. Where she could just be like, ooh, I'm a ghost, look at me, be scary, 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 and then move on. (laughs) Oh, wow, I forgot I had those echoing footsteps in there. They're kind of nifty, because, right, remember, remember, guys... what do I always tell you guys about seminar? At this point, anyone who's who's a fan of my commentary should know what I always say about seminar. How you're supposed to listen to it. Ignore the scream. How are you supposed to listen to it? I'm waiting. With headphones. That's right. Okay. So remember, always listen with your headphones because I always put random crap in here. But I definitely did not catch the fact that the footsteps I put in there echo between headphones. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Scary. 
And then I love how we go right from the scared kids to the real world. You would not believe how long it took me to find the sound of a trunk opening and closing. Friggin' weird. I just love the fact that this is like the this is like the equivalent of the villain monologue, because she just explains everything she just did in perfect, you know, you, you know, proud of herself, egotistical kind of fashion. Not like mean egotistical, but like, dude, there are these two stupid guys. I gotta tell you what, what I did to them because they're just that funny, and I just love the way that this scene goes because they're sitting there talking about it, and Angel's just like. You you you're freaking kidding me, right? Like, no, no way. It's great. It's a good thing Jack was such a crappy cash job. It pops back into place just like you said it did. Those other times he snuck out to meet you. Well, there are many reasons to help. Pretty torrid romance between these two, isn't there? And Jack was at the bottom of all of them. At least this one I'm a little bit comfortable knowing you're safe. Thank goodness for the friend that runs right next to the house. I knew those kids would have no idea. Yeah, okay, so I do love the fact that they, the two kids have no clue that there's a train right next to the house, even though they're like, hey, we know all the trains, and I'm like, that's because you're dumb kids, but it's fun. Oh, I love it. Old sugar choo not many people I know would say that out loud while describing a train, but that's awesome. I'm out of ice cream now, so I'm kind of sad. Because I wanted to eat ice cream all the way through seminar, and I just didn't last long enough. It's only, it's only a, you know, a pint or whatever it is, so... I had only half of it left. Sadness. Well, I'm glad I had him. And the three o'clock Sunday train from the factory to the warehouse. Like Spotsburg. That train made Jack appear that let me score a beat. You got their wallets? Yes, I got their wallets. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot she nixed their wallets, too. <laughs> Takes all their crap. You shouldn't have taken it up here. We've only got 30 minutes before Slacko and Wacko decide to come Slacko and Wacko, that's great. I love the fact that they're just, like, making out in the car and are like, wait, I could take your bra off. And they're like, oh, but it'd be easier if you took it off somewhere else. I think this piece, I have to say, honestly, this piece was, like, the single easiest to ever find sound effects for. Because I had all of it except the train. The train was the only thing I had to find, but I had all the other sound effects. I was so proud of myself. And now we get to the good part at the end. And I just gotta say, like, I know that probably nobody out there cares about the instructor stuff, but I've been planning how the instructor, was, or the, the proctor, was gonna end the first season since I started the show. And I was so proud of how it came out, because it's creepy! Like, like, I wanted it to sound creepy, and it did sound creepy. 
And I was honestly so proud of myself just to figure out the Max Headroom effect, as I'm calling it. Like, that's, like, the whole reason I wanted to do that was I wanted a Max Headroom, you know, the kind of effect, and I got it! There it is! There it is again! I'd just like to point out that that is the most awesome effect I have from, like, audition, and not not only did I slow down and shut down the computer, I shut down the music underneath it, too, which I thought was really cool. But I'm a dork, and I really wanted to shut down the com- computer somehow. And when I found out how to do that, I was just like, ah, I figured it out, I'm freaking amazing! And, I don't know, I, I was very proud of it, because it follows through all the way to the end. You, the trailer's normal, but once you guys get past the trailer with credits, all you hear is, like, the beeping of the computer as it's slowly shutting down, and I was just very proud of it, but, you know, hey. <laughs> you don't have to be proud of it. I just have to be proud of it, but, you know, I just wanted to say how, how I, much I enjoyed doing that. And to the point where I wish I could have, like, a Max Headroom computer next, next season, but I think all of you would kill me if I continued to do the Max Headroom effect. It might get annoying. But it does make me want to watch Max Hedrum now. I have to find that. Okay, once you guys get done listening to this, if any of you have a link to where I can watch that, just for, like, shits and giggles, uh, please send. Because I'm, I'm so in the mood now to watch stuff that I haven't watched since I was, like, ten. Oh, but I can't wait for next season, though. You guys are going to love it, though. Thank you, Seth, for your amazing trailer voice. And then we move back to the credits, and, um, yeah, so, I was so proud of all the effecty stuff I did for the frickin' instructor at the end, I was just, it was awesome, but, um, yeah, so, yeah, the credits are kinda long, cause it's like all the students showed up again, except me, I strategically left myself out of it, cause I really didn't want to, to, like, be in it, and be in a short, and all sorts of stuff. That, and if I were really in a college class like that, I'd be the slacker of the group. I'd be the one sitting in the back going, yes, sure, I worked at the project, but they're going to talk about it. I'm not going to. So. But I had a lot of awesome people in in this episode. And once again, I love Mike for making my new proctor slash instructor made of awesome. So it's awesome. But, um. I'm a little tired. I think I might take a nap now. <laughs> like, I, I ate all that ice cream, so now I'm drowsy. <laughs> like, instead of being hopped up, I'm like, mmm, yummy goodness, sugar, sleep. <laughs> so, I might just go, I may as well have eaten turkey for the amount of tired I am right now. So, as Jeffrey just said on there, I'm going to head out. I've babbled on long enough. Um, but I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye.